Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shreem and Afyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now on Rasechet Shabbat Afnun Amud Bet, near the bottom of the Amud, about to analyze the Machoka between Rabbi Lazar and Nazari and Chachamim about what to do with lifting something out of the hole when the, it's been, it's been, uh, buried and insulated with wool. So Nazariam, he says that you have to lift it up and turn it to the side so it falls out. And the concern here is that if the wool falls back into the hole, then you'll have to take the wool out and smoke it. Everybody agrees that if the wool fell back in to the hole, you can't put it in. So let's see. Chacham said you could put it back. If the hole didn't get messed up, they obviously have the, the, the right point. Of course you could put it back. You're not moving anything. Must be even if the hole got messed up by the wool falling in, you could put it back. The answer is no. The answer is we're talking about a case where it didn't get messed up. And the machlokut, is whether or not we're concerned that it's messed up. says we're concerned that it might get messed up, therefore tip it on the side. say we're not worried. If you have a um, a piece of wood, this is a branch from a particular kind of redolent tree that they would put in a planter in the house. So if you stick it in the in the uh, in the dirt, then take it out on before Shabbat and put it back in Shari. You're allowed to take it out on Shabbat because if if not, then not because after you pulled in and out and out, the hole is wide enough. It won't be a difficult thing to pull it out. Amar Shmuel, hi sakina of any orvi. He says the same thing if you have a knife between boards. That's a shelf of that's if you put it in, took it out and put it back in. Shari, again, it's loose enough to take out easily. If you love asir. Marzutri, temerlashi amar bugurdita, dekani shapirdami. Alright, you're allowed to, um, to do the same thing of taking a knife and sticking it in between branches of a tree. Uh, because again, uh, it'll come out easily. I'm going to order the Rabbah Meitor of Katina to you if they challenge that. Atomin left it at Sloan Tacharagef, and if you bury radishes or turnips underneath a, uh, a vine, Imayam Iksatalav Megulim, if any of the leaves were exposed, Enochoshesh, um, Lomishum Kilaim, he doesn't have to be worried about Kilaim, Kilea Karam, Velomishum Shviit, about planting under his feet, and you can pull it out on Shabbat. Which means that even if something's stuck in the ground, as long as it has an exposed part outside, you can pull out of the ground. That's not a problem. It's not called tolish in any way. Uh, and the answer to that is tiyuvta. You're right. Indeed, it was refuted. Okay, the end of the second Mishnah. If you did not cover this food up during the day on Friday, you cannot cover it up at night. But, if you covered it and got uncovered, you can cover it up. Parenthetically, you're allowed to fill up a flask with cold water and put it into a pillow or underneath a cushion to keep it cool. So the problem is keeping stuff warm or warming it up. This you're allowed to do even on Shabbat. So Shmuel says what essentially is the same sentiment. You're allowed to bury cold stuff. So Yosef, my Kamashvan, what's he teaching us? That's our Mishnah. So Abaye said, Tuva Kamashvan is teaching quite a bit. 
From the Mishnah, all I would know is those are things that aren't normally buried, like a flask of water. Perhaps things that are typically buried low, you're not allowed to. So Kamash Plan Shmuel said anything that's cold can be buried. You'll see why this the proper gear says Rebbe here, because Rebbe said you're not allowed to bury Tsonain. Ah, Vatanya Rebbe, Tirlat Minatat Tsonain. But we have a Brita that we're going to see later on. Rebbe said you could. So Lokash, Hamik Hamid Shamim, Rabbi Shwamber, Biosa, Lot of Shamay. After he heard Rishwamber Biosa reporting in his father's name that you could, he changed his mind. Here's the story. Rebbe sat and taught. I saw it in Tatsunen. You can't not bury cold stuff. Amar in front of Rishon Rabbi So he said, Father allowed it. Amar Kvaharazakain. All right. If the elder already ruled, that's it. And I and I give in. He said, Look at how much these scholars loved each other. When Rabbi Yossi was alive, he would sit in front of Rabbi like a student. Took over for his father. He was also subjugated to Rabbi. And nonetheless, but Rabbi showed such great deference to Rabbi Yossi and said, he already made a ruling and that's it. Um, Rabbi Nachman told his, uh, his servant Daru, Bury some tzonein for me, some cold stuff. And this is a separate thing during the week. He said, bring me some water that the non-Jewish cook heated up. So Shama Rabbi Ami Vakpid. Rabbi Ami heard this and was very upset at both of these commands. said, why are you upset? Or why was he upset? He was simply following his own rabbeim, Rabbi Nachman was. One ruling of Rav. One ruling of Shmuel. Kishmuel, what did Shmuel say to be in our sugya? You're allowed to bury Tzonein. Kirav, what did Rav say? Rav Shmuel, bar you, bar Yitzchak, I'm a Rav. Kol shuhu achal, kamot shuchai. We saw this in Amar Azara. Anything that's eaten as it is raw, ain't mishum bishul enochrim. If a non-Jew cooks it, there's no iser bishul enochri. And of course, water we drink as is. So therefore, there's no iser. What was Rami Ami's issue? He said, Adam Chashuv Shani. Since Rav Nachman is an important man, he should have been more pious than that. Okay. Tana Rabbanan. Avi Shamru. And this is essentially from here to the end of the parak is a series of Tosefdot, uh, that I marked the, uh, location on the handout with one little comment in the middle. Avi Shamru. Back to burying hot food. Even though we said you cannot bury anything that, uh, even in, in something that just insulates, uh, once it's dark, once it's insulated, you could add to the insulation on Shabbat. You take off the light sheets and put on the heavy blankets. Or vice versa. You also said, If you have water in a mecham that you heated on the, uh, on the stove, you cannot bury that mecham. But if you took it off the stove, poured it into another container for hot water that was not on the stove, then that one, mutar, you could bury. Why? is the comment. After all, you're willing to let it cool down by pouring it out of the original mecham to another one. So are you going to now heat it up? Obviously not. And therefore the whole gzera about hatzmana doesn't apply. Let's say that you buried it and covered it with something that you may move on Shabbat. Or you buried inside material that's Shabbat, But the cover was something you can carry. You could take it out and put it back in. 
But if you covered it and buried it with something that's muksa, or you buried it in something that you could carry, but but covered it with something you may not, if a little bit was exposed, you could take it out and put it back in. If not, you can't. Because we saw this at the beginning of the parak, he says that um, flax seed, which is thin, is like manure; it has a lot, generates a lot of heat. Um, okay, you could put one mecham with hot water on top of another, or a pot with hot food on top of another. But you can't mix them. You could take a pot that's got an opening and put dough over it to seal it up, not so that the dough gets hot, and not so the food gets hot, but rather so it should just keep its temperature. This is again putting it on air Shabbat. Just like you can't bury hot stuff, you can't bury cold stuff. And Rebbe said you could. We saw that already. You can't crush snow or ice in order to get water. But you could put it in the cup and let it melt, and that's totally fine. And that brings us to the end of Perak Bamet Tumnin, and in the Yerush Hashem, the next podcast, we will begin Perak Bamet Behemah Yotza, the fifth Perak of Masach Shabbat. In the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.